senorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and stay this week on Squats and Margaritas, it's the icon, the legend, the OG in the fitness game, Denise Austin. I can't even believe I just said that. I grew up with my mom doing all of her workout tapes. Tapes, remember tapes, like VHS tapes. And she's still in the game, in the fitness industry for over 40 years. I want to talk about how the messaging has changed, how it was all low fat and now it's all keto and eat all the fat. And I'm just so excited to talk to her. Let's get into it. Here's my episode with fitness trainer, Denise Austin. You're here. Let's do it. The energy is already on a hundred at 9am. You're so cute. You are so cute. I cannot believe I'm so happy that you're here. My mom had all of your tapes. Remember tapes? That's so cute. Thank you. Yes. And I just, I wanted to have a conversation mainly about, first of all, building your brand. You're the OG. Like you were a fitness influencer before it was a thing. And you're still relevant. A brand met back in the day. (laughs) Exactly. And look what you've built to still be relevant in that industry for 40 plus years, first of all, is incredible. And I want to talk about building that, maintaining it, and then just like all the changes to the fitness industry and the messaging and how it's completely different from what we heard before. So we can just jump right into it. Were you always interested in fitness, living this 80-20 balanced lifestyle, or was there something that sparked something in your childhood? Like I've talked to other trainers and it's obesity or maybe an eating disorder that kind of pushed you into the realm of fitness and helping other women. Well, it all started because when I was a little girl, I did gymnastics and gymnastics was my first love. And, you know, I did it for, um, since I was 11 and then I got a full athletic scholarship to college, to the university of Arizona. So for me, my kind of foundation was an athlete, uh, you know, doing gymnastics. So it became so natural to me because it's all about, you know, floor exercise and smiling and, you know, um, discipline, understanding, um, you know, getting along with people. And so to me, that was truly the beginning stages at 11 years old of what I'm doing today, because gymnastics really played a key role in my beginnings. And um, after college, I got my degree in exercise physiology and aerobics was just beginning in the early 80s. So I uh, had this uh, kind of routine that I taught um, aerobics and I had my little, you know, audio cassette player that I would take the different um, racquetball courts because back in the day in the early 80s, there were no gyms. We just uh, rented rooms and space and places like uh, TRW and Kaiser Permanente. We went to lunch rooms to teach aerobics. Wow. <laughs> my girlfriend and I and uh, my sister and before you know it, uh, we had 28 different places to teach and everyone pretty much wanted us at 5 30 you know we just moved the tables and chairs out of the lunchroom and just you know brought our little uh cassette player and just taught aerobics like how did you advertise like before social media and all this like how did people know where to find you 
Well, I had done part of my um, senior year in college on corporate fitness about how companies should be taking care of the health and welfare of their uh, employees. And so I had done this whole study, a whole year's worth of research. And so I would knock, I just would call cold call to different companies and even try to get into their human resource director to say, I can teach aerobics to all your people. People and you don't have to pay me. I'll just charge $1 for anyone who comes to the class. Yes. And, you know, it first started TRW and they said, okay. And then, uh, you know, like a hundred people would show up and it was just kind of building. And it was, and then I went to a club, um, a racquetball club and said, can I rent a racquetball court and teach aerobics in it? And they're like, yeah. So, you know, it was like $3 for an hour to rent and wow. it was long and skinny and we'd fill it up and <laughs> it was so fun. And I just kept growing from there. I just, I didn't stop. But then Aaron, this is what really uh, started my true love of the next step and the media and everything. I was invited because I was a gymnast to uh, Washington, D.C. at the time, a little California girl mm-hmm. going to Washington for the first time. And Jack LaLanne was there at a big conference. It was a conference for uh, the White House conference on aging. I don't know why 22 <laughs> year old was by that, but because Jack LaLanne um, was there. <laughs> and, was there. and I saw him and I ran up to him. I was 24. I ran up to him and I said, Oh my God, Jack, my grandma loves you. My mom loves you. My grandpa does your workout. Is there any way I could come on your TV show? And I could even do a handstand on your back while you're doing push-ups. And he was like, Oh, okay. You know, cause he loves uh, stunts. Yeah. You know? Wow. So- yeah, and so it was wife Elaine Lane, who's so sweet. Still to this day, uh, I talk to her all the time. And they gave me the name of the producer. So the next week, I got back to California and I called the producer and got on. And that day, he loved me so much. He said, "Can you stay on and do all five of the shows that were pre-recording?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and then, um, and then I became his co-host. Uh, oh my god! And I was on one side and Elaine Lelaine, his beautiful wife was on the other side. So for, you know, quite, it was in 1981. So that was my first start on TV. And, and you just it. went for it. And like, had you not just asked, like, I, I feel like it's imposter syndrome. Like I have that now, like the fact that you're here or I had Katie Couric last month and I am scared to ask. Cause it's almost like, I don't have credibility to be honest. I don't have like a personal training background or I'm not a nutritionist. So my message of balanced lifestyle squats and margaritas, I'm always like scared to ask. Cause they're going to be like, or look at my following and be like, why would I, you know, come on here? Even if it's like an, an amazing uh, conversation and we're talking about things that women need to hear. I always have imposter syndrome about like, I don't have, I only have 20,000 followers. I know it's probably not, you know, or I don't, I'm not a trainer, but, and I need to just, own it and be like, here's what I found out yes. and go for yeah. it. it. Cause look what you built. <laughs> well, I felt so, uh, it was, um, you know, I had nothing to lose. Exactly. <laughs> so started out. And, um, I, I felt very proud of what I had done. I had a degree, hardly anyone starting aerobics had a degree in this. Yeah. I, 
I felt very self-assured. I yeah. performed in gymnastics, you know, since I was 11. So I had to be in front of judges who were very judgy. <laughs> and um, I was used to it, I guess. And I really had no fear. And so then um, after I got on the Jack Lane show and then I got my own show on KABC in L.A. in 1983. And that's the same year I got married to Jeff Austin and we moved from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. because he's a sports lawyer. One of the biggest firms was in the East Coast. So we decided, OK, let's go. And I had to kind of start from scratch. Yeah. You built everything in LA and then you had to move like, and then we moved and, um, I had to say goodbye. You know, I'm I'm one of five and, uh, I had all these aerobic instructors. I just said, you continue going. It's okay. Go for it. And, um, so I get to Washington DC, very conservative in 1983. They didn't even know what the word aerobics was all about. And I mean, my little dolphin shorts, going. You know, people were in their coat and ties, you know. Yeah. I realized, oh my, I gotta dress up like this. <laughs> and so um so I was, you know, stuck in a little small apartment. My husband, we had one car, I'd drop him off at work and I'd like, okay, what am I doing now? And so I, you know, got through that, cried a lot, missed my mom and my sisters oh. and friends and so then I said, you know what? I'm I've eaten enough, you know, chocolate chip dough now. I, I don't need any more pity on me. And I started to watch the Today Show, and I was like, at the end, it said the running credits on Fridays, the producers thing. So I went, oh. I think they need a little fitness segment on there. And this is 19 now 84. And I said, I, you know, found out executive producer, Steve Friedman. And so I said, I'm just going to call him up. And, uh, you know, the uh, assistant kept saying, I'll let him know you called. I'll let him know you called. So tw- 35 times I called. Oh so, my God. You know, yes, yes. Persistence pays off, everybody. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, so one day I thought to myself, you know what? I'm calling very respectfully from nine to five. I'm just going to try one time at an odd hour. My husband was still working late, you know, a lawyer in D.C. So around 630 at night, I called at the same number. Steve Friedman. I was oh. like, oh, my God. I go down to the plan. You didn't hang up? Like, oh, no, I said, hi, it's Judy Austin. I've been trying to call you. Your secretary so sweet. Did she tell you I was calling her? But I just went right into it. You know, you haven't ever had a fitness segment. You know, fitness is big right now. Taking care of the health of all of your viewers. And he wasn't saying one thing. And so I could <laughs> Talking. I was just like, I had all these ideas in my head forever. And so, um, so he said, well, um, I like your energy. I like your enthusiasm. Um, here's a date, come and meet me for a meeting. And so I, um, so I met him for a meeting and I walked into Rockefeller center, you know, <laughs> eight, 1984 young, still young. And, um, he, who has a baseball cap on and a baseball bat in his 
corner office swinging the baseball bat and i'm like hi i can do, <laughs> I can do exercises i had just written aaron a little free booklet called tone up at the terminals an exercise guide for computer operators and i knew that people were ready to go on the computer and neck aches and i said i could show 20 different exercises you could do at a computer terminal <laughs> and he's like okay That's and so then i got four yeah, and I showed sit-ups, you know, and everyone has tummy issues. And so he wasn't saying a word again. And so then he hands me a piece of paper, March 23rd, 24th. And he said, these are your first dates. Went, oh, my God. Oh, oh, I got it. You, know? you didn't have and an agent. I, you just, you don't have somebody else calling. You called no, yourself and I did the executive myself. producer. Oh, I love yes. that. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that anymore, you guys. We got some details now. And yeah. The reason I got Katie Kirk is I was watching her do a live and she kept, she'd be like looking off camera and she kept Adriana, Adriana. And I was like, I looked to see who she was following. She's following one Adriana. I, it was kind of the same thing. I was like, I'm not a stalker, but I feel like you're her assistant. And then she was like, oh my God, we're cracking up. And I got her. But like, that's the only way you can do it because now everything is so like, they don't, you can't get to the person. There's so many gatekeepers. So I love that that is how you started. And you, you said he mentioned your energy, which is fantastic. This is obviously exactly what you should be doing and motivating people. But I wondered if that was ever like, did you feel pressure to always be Denise and always be on and give that to people? Did that ever get like, you have to be that way. And maybe you like, didn't feel like being that way one day. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm like this at home with my kids, with okay. everybody. It just kind of is me. But I feel like so people, I'm like if you're having a bad day, like how do people yeah. be like, cause you're like, no, I don't want to be the motivator right now. Like, and everybody comes to you, like make us feel better. And you're like, I don't, I don't want to do that today. Like I have something on my mind today. Like, was it ever like a pressure to be Denise Austin? Um, you know what? No, not really. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, there are days I don't want to work out. There are days I, you know, don't, yeah, of course. Um, but uh, not not when I was young. Everything was so exciting, and I exactly, and I did have a five year plan. I didn't know where it was going because it was so fresh and new. The mm-hmm. whole industry was new, so it was not like I had you know a business plan. It just. I kept trying different things and try, Oh, they, you know, I should now do a VHS exercise video, you know? Yes. And and you did it. And you just evolved with the time. Like now you have like your magazine and you have like a website back then. It was just like you said, walking into Rockefeller center and auditioning (laughs) for someone, but that's what you had to do. And now you've, has it been hard to like change with the times? First of all, let's talk about the fitness changes because the messaging that I, I'm 40, what I grew up with, no fat, do all your cardio. Women didn't lift. It was just almost like calories in versus calories out kind of starve yourself and you'll lose weight. And I feel like that was the messaging and it failed me for 20 years. And now I feel like it's like women should be lifting. And now it's like uh, keto. Now you eat the fat and all the changes in the messaging. Like, how did you, did you always stay with your same message? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I have always been true to myself. I've been very well balanced in all of um, my teachings for fitness as well as for eating and nutrition because I do believe life is worth living to enjoy foods. I never say you can't eat this. I never said that. I, I mean, I was the Idaho potato girl back in the day. <laughs> I was a big believer in good, good carbohydrates. So yes. I, um, I've been pretty true always to myself in all my 40 years. And I still live that way with moderation is the key. I eat well 80% of the time. And then of course have my treats 20% of the time. That could be my red wine at night. That could be a piece of pizza tomorrow. So I do uh, love food and I love, um, I love what I do for fitness. And I have seen so many changes. Of course, when we first began, it was all high energy aerobics, <laughs> crazy high impact. And then we went to step aerobics, then we did mm-hmm. low impact. And then, you know, from Pilates to yoga to kickboxing, there's been every form of fitness that um, I have loved. My daughters keep me young. And so now I, I focus more on um, what they kind of feel and tell me, like uh, Katie got me on Instagram. So <laughs> I really um, have stayed relevant, I think, um, because I learn every day and I'm still keeping myself very engaged in being relevant. But I do think it's I've got daughters who really keep me in tow in a way. Yeah, that's a a really nice thing for me because, um, you know, oh, mom, don't wear that. (laughs) So we're all very close and honest. Yes, I'm one of four daughters. (laughs) No sons. There's five of us. We have one brother. Oh, my gosh. I'm the oldest of four girls. And this is a great segue into my story. Like I found balance exactly what you're describing. And I'm probably going to steal that and make that a commercial for squats and margaritas because squats and margaritas is balanced and everything you just described. I still want to enjoy my life. I want to have my red wine. I may have pizza tomorrow. What and is my Inspiro tequila? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Shout out to Inspiro. We love Inspiro clean additive yes, free tequila. I have it right here. Yes. And you know what I do with the bottle? Just Side note. Bottle uh, you've ever seen. It's the most beautiful bottle. And when I'm done with it, I put water and I put flowers in it. It's a, it's a beautiful vase. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to do, I have one bottle that we've been just using little by little mm-hmm. because I, I love it so much. And I do so too. It's my favorite. It took me 20 years to find a lifestyle of balance. And growing up, I also was an athlete and I played division one soccer in college oh, and awesome. my entire life was soccer. And I don't know why I would love to do some more like deep dives into why soccer became my identity. When I had a lot of things going for me, I was homecoming queen. I was prom queen. I had all these things. I only cared about soccer. So I would train all year, firstborn obsessive personality. And then I went to college and I wasn't playing. I didn't know what to do with that. Like I was working so hard and daughters played lacrosse in college D one. Then it's very hard. And can you imagine like all the time they put into it? Like you're away a game, like in a different state the day prior, then you get up and you lift, then you go to school because you still have to go to school (laughs) and then you go to practice and I'm putting so much into it. And I wasn't used, I was the captain and we were the state champions in high school. I wasn't used to not playing. And having a team to do a workout with. Exactly. So when I kind of quit on a whim and I was like, oh, this isn't fair. I'll just not play. And my life spiraled down so hard and so out of the blue that I was like, I don't play soccer anymore. Like what else is there? And I dealt with depression. I dealt with bulimia, uh, for about 10 years. And then 
squats and margaritas was born when at 37, I finally got my life together after having two kids and I did it by living with balance. And for 20 years, it was restriction deprivation. I would, there was a time I wouldn't eat carrots because they were starchy carbohydrate. I had all these food issues. And then I would do what I thought society told women to do calories in versus calories out. So I barely ate and I did cardio seven days a week and I was 20 pounds heavier. And I was like, this is like, I'm not, I'm not going to swear in front of Denise Austin, but this is bull. And I don't want, I it's not fair. I'm so frustrated. And so when I started just living with balance, instead of being in the gym seven days a week, I work out three or four, I work out hard, but maybe 30 minutes. I have cocktails daily and yeah. I enjoy my life and I weigh 20 pounds less. I, thank you. Or I'm still a homecoming queen to me. <laughs> I'm going to go get my crown. I'm 40. So my twenties and thirties, had I figured this out, like to the woman on the treadmill every day that won't pick up a weight, um, that's only eating salads. Here's a different oh. way. Here's what yeah. I have found. So I wrote my book to be like, it's balance. And when you're, when yes. you talk about, obviously I've said it three times, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a trainer. I obviously have noise about that. I have people that are professionals come on and just say what you said. Like I have a glass of wine. I may have pizza tomorrow. It's 80, yeah. 20 that's balance. And that's yeah. sustainable. It's not yeah. a diet that you're going to lose weight on. And then when you go off it, it's going to go back on yeah. It's sustainable. And it's too hard on your mind. You think, yes, just enjoy your meals and enjoy, you know, I do believe that, um, exercise does give you the energy to feel good. So exercise to me, even if I only work out 30 minutes a day, I did it. I feel good. I, I feel like a badge of a winner. I overcame yes. procrastination. So, you know, I do believe exercise is one of those ways to kind of filter out anxieties, especially now for all of us. I do feel exercise is the best preventative medicine we have of course good food is food is medicine too so those two help you have more of a positive attitude if you're doing them with balance if one of them teeters off it's not balanced anymore and then like you know i've never truly been an overdoer in exercise because i don't want my knees to hurt i don't want you know there's some always uh teetering you need to make sure you do a little cardio a little strength training a little flexibility all three are important it was like cortisol and stress every day just like I said, I'll go on vacation and be like, does the hotel have a gym? Um, looking at menus before I would go to out to eat and your, your body is holding on to so much stress that it almost feels like it's easier now. And I'm like cheating that I, I weigh less and I don't try as hard because I just listen to my body. Like you said, you don't want to hurt your knees. So you run if you feel like it, or you, you exercise when you feel like it. I think intuitive eating is huge when you're hungry you eat and it sounds very simple, but for so long, I would be hungry and be like, okay, I'm going to save my calories for a meal. And I was just always calculating the calories. And if you eat, it's too hard. And now it's it's easier. And I weigh less. Like I I have to spread the message. Like if you just calm down and you, you are like cognizant of your hunger cues, you eat when you're hungry, you stop when you're satisfied, not stuffed then you will be, you're just get in tune with what your body wants and your body. I feel like goes to the set point where it's supposed to be. And I've been able to maintain this through two pregnancies and 
eating Wait. the way eating what I want, but it, like I tried so hard Denise for two decades. And now I'm like, now I just, I'm, I listen to my body. I move my body. Cause I do feel great when I come back from exercising. Oh, that's so great for you, Erin. And you know what? The forties are the best. I was going to ask you what your favorite that's, decade was. Go. I think it's 40s <laughs> and fifties, you know, I'm just uh, 64 now and hundred percent natural. I've never oh my gosh. Yeah. But we're going to talk about aging I, <laughs> because so you have a secret. <laughs> well, honestly, 40s. um, I think the forties and fifties were so great. I loved them. I loved watching my kids grow up and having them in sports and, um, you know, eating healthy, of course. Yeah. And I just feel like, uh, it'll be your best years because now you've kind of settled in all those other issues you might've had. Yes. Fifties are amazing. So everyone out there who's young, stay fit because your fifties are some of the best years of your life. Oh, I love that. I was going to ask yeah. you that. I'm so glad you said that. I, my kids it's are young. Easy. Well, it's because <laughs> it's been in the, in the pandemic here. So I haven't gotten to be with all my girlfriends as much as I want to. <laughs> this was born. This show was born out of the pandemic because I was going live on Instagram. I had a two and a four-year-old and I would go live and be like, what are we supposed to do with them? Like it's been three months. And I said, I we don't need to- know how you young moms oh. are doing it. I was potty training one and I'm trying to like launch. Oh, first of all, I didn't know it was going to be a show. I was just trying to like entertain moms like Thursday nights right. pour a cocktail and we're going to talk about what you did with your kids and we're going to share like people would be like scavenger hunt have them go outside find a pine cone I was like this is good next okay. Thursday join me and we, <laughs> I made like this talk show on uh, Instagram club over, over the internet. it was and it was like that was the only thing we had we couldn't hang out so everything was yeah. virtual but you lived I I lived in DC too did you I don't know if you ever WTOP news is like the Yes. I always did that news. Okay. Yes. So you're not going to believe this WTOP news news director was watching my show every Thursday. And like, I did it for a couple of months. She called me and said, we want this to be a show on podcast one and we'll produce it and we'll promote it for you. And I was like, I didn't even, it was like an, an audition that That's I didn't know. The I was- one I'm on with you right now. <laughs> and it was born from our old fashioned WTOP. I love it. What else could, did I not you? So you never felt the pressure to go along with whatever the fad was like, if that's no, what people wanted. I never did. I kept I true that. to myself. I wasn't involved in, um, Dr. Atkins. I just, yeah. I just knew this is the way I have always done it. And, you know, I'm being from a big family, we eat all the time. Right. <laughs> and, um, I just believed it so much that I never, uh, endorsed any other type of fad type of product either i was very true to myself you know i was on the president's council on physical fitness and sports so i was very careful um what i said to people and i am not a nutritionist so i wasn't into pushing foods that much at all but i do believe that you know um you gotta don't overeat of course you know because portions do matter and that's why you know the other night we had cake and i had you know a little piece i didn't take the whole slice exactly there's ways to make yourself enjoy the food without making yourself feel like you overdid it so i do believe in um 
portion control. And if anyone, I have meal plans on my uh, website at denisealson.com to give women chances to see kind of what to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner that in a course of a week, what, you, you know, fruits and vegetables and grains and uh, beans. And I really have brought new foods into my life, you know, from kale to flaxseed to chia seeds. So through the years, I have switched to eating more healthy and uh, nutrient-dense foods too. 80-20. I'm so glad you said that about portion control, because what I would do before is be like, absolutely not. I'm not eating cake. No way. And then if I had a piece of cake or a bite of cake at a wedding, it would be like, huh, I blew it. Might as well eat an entire cake because it was like, I, I messed up. It's yeah. balance oh. is not like a, you didn't break your diet. And I'd be like, Oh, I'll start over on Monday. It, you can have cake. Don't eat. And if you have yeah. some cake, it doesn't make you feel like you need to eat all the cake. Cause it's like going to be off limits tomorrow. Just right. making daily allowances to satisfy oh. your brain almost like, Oh, I yeah. got it. I can have that. Like I can have wine open in my fridge and not be like, Oh, I got to finish it because tomorrow's not a drinking day. Like I had so yeah. many rules on myself that I was like, Nope, wow. we don't drink during the week. Now I, nothing is off limits, but a small portion. Like you don't, and then I'm, I'm satisfied. I feel like I got cake. I don't yeah. need to think about it. if I didn't get it, I would obsess about it and then end up eating the whole cake. So yes, yeah. it's portion, have what you want. Stop when you're satisfied. And Tempting. don't ever beat yourself up for it. It's not worth it. We're, you know, it's too hard on um, anxiety on yourself. So don't talk to yourself bad. If you've eaten something that you thought was, you know, hamburger or whatever. I love hamburgers, by the way. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I do them, you know, once a week, maybe. Yeah. But now I do turkey burgers and they taste the same. So for me, you know, depends where I go. Exactly. <laughs> Making it for myself. I do a turkey burger. Yes. So I do believe in, um, like when I go for a walk with my girlfriend or I call my sister and I walk with her, I do try to get them to walk faster. You know, I do encourage them yeah. um, to, at the same time without pushing or without, you know, break, um, nagging or anything. And like my girls have always eaten normal. I mean, I used to bring uh, homemade pumpkin bread to all their games and it's made, you know, pumpkin bread, good pumpkin in it, but I made it with some low fat buttermilk too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I would, uh, you know, encourage my girls and they've always, um, eat normal. So, and they were awesome. athletes and tried hard like you in, in school. And yeah. so, um, but you know, on purpose, I would just eat normally for them and always yes. had home cooked meals just because, you know, as athletes and girls, when they're 13 and 14, you just want to make sure they're balanced at that yes. point. It, it starts them eating healthy the rest of their life. And I do believe that that's a really important time. So if any moms are out there and you have teenage girls, even starting at 11, you know, just, you know, home cooked meals, you know, don't talk about food that no. much. Or, yes. Uh, that's what, what I was going to ask you. I'm so yeah. worried about my language. Obviously like with my history. And then I have a daughter who's six and she's the oldest. I can see that she's a perfectionist firstborn. I'd have no idea where she gets it. Um, but I, I don't ever want her to deal with the noise that I had around food. And so yeah. I, I feel like I'm being almost too like protective and like watching what I say. Like, I just wanted food to be normal. I don't want to have a scale in the house. I, right. I, I don't know how to not well, make it. A thing. Now, Cause you're, you're, you, they watch you. <laughs> they truly yeah. do. 
Nope. I know, but like your kids watching you, that it was never an issue. Like, look at my mom is Denise Austin. Like, look at this like beautiful, like fit mom. I was they would never. Mom. I lived in Virginia. <laughs> I would. No one knew. They only realized if I was somebody when we travel and sit at a airport waiting for a flight or something, and people come up or uh, you know things or a grocery store things like that. But um, you know, I was the like lacrosse mom, you know, that's great. You were the best lacrosse mom ever. Well, I love that you were able to have the career that you did and not th- them not have any noise in their head about like how they had to be fit and they always yeah. ate normally. Like that is, that is yeah. a medal for you because well, uh, my it's husband's hard. very stable too, so that helps. <laughs> you compliment each other. <laughs> yes, he's very low key. Same <laughs> with mine. Yep. He likes standing in the background, and you know, we all look to him for advice, of course. But uh, he's very low key, and um, yeah. Let's talk about your husband. Thirty plus years of marriage. Thirty-eight years of marriage. My husband um, represents professional basketball players: um, Stephen Curry, Giannis, mm. Freak Freak. Um, wow! Great guys from David Robinson. So we've uh, you know grown up with the Curry family because my husband represents his father. Back yeah. In the oh day. my gosh! Yeah. And so um, sports has been around our life, uh, you know, our kids' life forever, and they. You know, we go on family vacations when they were little. Oh, and then so also, um, Jeff's sister is Tracy Austin. I don't know. Tennis. If yeah, she was tennis player. In the world yeah. in tennis. Won the U.S. Open and still holds a record of being the youngest ever to win the U.S. Open um, in tennis. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Cool. So we are back in California after 30 years of living in Virginia. So it's been so good for my husband to be with all his brother and sister, plays tennis. Tennis um, with them, and uh, you know, and it's fun to be back home with my family. So, uh, so it's been fantastic. But I miss my Virginia friends a lot. I'm sure they come here to California. I'm sure they do. I've seen your view. I'm sure they come out quite a lot. Your beautiful beach view. That's why we moved to the South. Because when my husband he retired with the Skins in 2009, and all his friends and family were in the South, and I was like, no, I'm staying in Northern Virginia, and. I did for a few years. And I was finally like, he's miserable here. Like, let's move back. And it was the best thing I've ever done because like his parents cannot get enough of my kids. And I'm like, do you want to, do you want to come get them again? Like, Come and get them. Like, especially my three-year-old. I'm like, you can, you can have access to your grandson whenever you want. I feel like I can breathe because we didn't have any help in Virginia. So it yeah, was never tell him this, but it was the right move uh, to yeah. move to the South. We've been together for 16 years and you seem so just like in tune with him and in love. And after that many years, like, how do you keep that going? I'm going to get marriage advice. Well, <laughs> um, Jeff is really funny, like has a wonderful sense of humor, very dry sense of humor. So uh, we laugh every day, which yeah. is great. Um, he's so smart. He's so much smarter in real life than me. So it's really nice. And um, we still read the newspaper and have our coffee together in the morning, go for a walk. That. Yeah. And he's, he works full time still. So we're, um, and I, I work a lot. So it's, our work also complements our, um, our lifestyle because I get to go to the games with him and be part of his life. And then he helps me with contracts if I ever, when I get them. 
them, you know, these days. <laughs> yeah. You so, got a lawyer right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it, it's really nice. So we keep it the family, which is yeah. easy. And, and he's so good with our girls and their boyfriends. So we've been having so much fun. And she, uh, Katie um, is our youngest and she's following in my fitness footsteps. And- Taking over the world. Katie yeah. is like an empire. <laughs> And she she's done it really well. Yes. Now she's, you know, like on her own and does a lot herself. So That's it was amazing. fun though, because I got to do mother daughter workout. I saw. Yeah. And I, I love really that. that. And she still comes over and helps me with uh, filming. Yeah. <laughs> good at editing and things. Yes. Like oh my God. She is. Her page All is. the new world. <laughs> of course. Yes. That you've had to relearn, like you have to relearn how to market yourself in this new Instagram. I don't feel, I'm even like a 20 year old intern because I feel like at 40, I'm like just off. Yeah. So I need like somebody right. younger to like run my brand. And then I just do the interviews. I want to ask you a couple more things. What would you have told your 40 year old self? If you could go back, I'm 40 now. Like, was there anything you were stressing? Like, I feel like perimenopause is knocking at my door. I'm very concerned about that. I would actually say, enjoy your life, you know, because you do, you're at that stage where your kids are still, you know, they're young. You're my, I was the same age with mine. Mm-hmm. And I just think, um, enjoy every moment more because you just, it, you know, it's so stupid. I used to hear it all the time. I'm like, Oh God, really? It goes by so fast and it truly does. So honestly, you know, like laugh off some of the stuff I wish I did, you know, uh, if they got to be instead of an A, you know, just it doesn't matter some of this stuff does not matter and um lay off some of the stuff that i have not gotten there yet and i'm so glad you said that like at what point in your life did you not care anymore like if critics or somebody like says something mean to you on instagram or pleasing people or have you gotten there yet where you're just like no i'm still i I, okay i hate it i'm like oh that was really mean and then i like think about it all day and other people that I have on my show, they're like, who care? Move on. I'm like, it, it hurts my feelings. Like, yeah. it does, like, Oh God, you know, look at her neck or something. I was like, well, I'm not going to do anything about it right now. So they wish they look do? like, Oh, that's all w- women just like hating that you look so good at 64. And they're like, well, <laughs> look at this. Like they just try to like poke holes in it. I don't really care that much, you know, I'm I, getting I there. Do. But that's the beauty of being my age versus 40. You're still like, oh, yes, I'm in it. And I'm building a brand with young kids. So then I have the mom guilt of like, oh, and it's never balanced. No, it's never (laughs) balanced. All at once. I promise you just pick and choose the times because you can have it all, but over a span of a few decades. So it's not all going to be because I feel like I'm guilty. I feel guilty if I'm working on something and then I'm like, oh, they're growing up so fast. But then. I need to get the show to WTOP and like, yeah. I, I'm always saying one second. And then I'm like, should I just, I don't know. I question myself. Well, you know what I did that was really smart. And I really am proud of myself because it was really hard. I, uh, would wait your kids, maybe a little older in school. I at three o'clock told any business people, I couldn't do anything after three o'clock. I didn't do anything. I didn't take a phone call. I didn't look at an email. I didn't do it at three o'clock. The second I picked him up from school, it was dinner, homework, boom, get to bed, boom, boom, boom. I didn't even look at phone. Well, we didn't really look at phone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you, um, hard stop. I, hard I have stop. a trouble like 
shutting it off. Cause I'm like sitting, yeah. I'm playing a game with my kids and I'm like, no, you'll, you'll, it'll come. I'm struggling you know, with that. I know it, it comes a little better when uh, they're at school. <laughs> Can we talk about defying the age process? Like you've had nothing done. You look the same. Your number one anti-aging secret or like if it's like a product or something, like if you were on a desert island and you could bring one thing, is there like something? Lots of water. I okay. think water hydration. Help me. Hydration. I think posture. I think when you slouch your body, your back, your tummy has nowhere else to go but pooch out. I do think posture plays a key role in your attitude, your breathing, your oxygen intake for energy. I really think it stems from good posture. And I think that started when my gymnastic years began. Yeah. um, I do think that is probably one of the best things because when you're starting to slouch, your back starts to curve, your shoulders, you can't get the oxygen oxygen your body needs to have you know the oxygen to the brain to think better and i do think oxygen is energy and if you can get it through standing up tall through exercise and i probably that would be the best one but if i had to go somewhere and one thing one thing you know what i do every night before i go to bed i put extra virgin coconut oil all over my body yeah so I don't know if that's helpful. Well, you could not. get a coconut at the island and kind of make it. Yeah. <laughs> you can make your own coconut. <laughs> I used to film my shows at the islands, you know, the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Remember, for 26 years. I remember. Every morning was an exercise show. Most of them were in the Caribbean islands. So I would ask the cute ladies that were older, you know, I'd just be just laying out my mat and getting all ready. And they'd still be there working on someone's hair be macrame things and because I was in the middle of nowhere half the time in these Caribbean islands and all of them would number one talk about the good sun so we do need some sun everybody mm-hmm. and um, they would always have coconut water <laughs> or some coconut or papaya or yeah or, um, any kind of um, guava, you know, so it was vitamin C stuff, you know, really good. So I do like to eat those kinds of foods. So okay. I try to, I'm the going island, to. the yeah. island, eat an <laughs> island diet. <laughs> yes, much. They did like their uh, drinks. <laughs> yes. And well, I like my drinks as well. <laughs> it's yeah. balanced. Okay. They always had a smile on their face. I uh, tell you those ladies, they were so cute. They had the secret <laughs> to life. Yeah. What is coming up next for you? Well, I love having this Fit Over 50 magazine, mm-hmm. and I um, it comes out every season. My new spring one comes out in March, so I've been working really hard on that, and um, that's pretty much my biggest thing I Your do. Your magazine. Yeah. <laughs> it's my magazine and my website. I have new videos we just filmed for Fit Over 50 for my website, and I truly think um, I this age group is untouched and I feel like I can really help, especially the women over 50 that need help with their menopausal issues. And I, I just, I feel like I can help them. So that's kind of what I've been um, working on. And I interview a lot of doctors for brain health, for aging um, appropriately for what we can do to keep our brain healthy. Yeah. my husband's a retired NFL player, and I, I feel like I could write a thesis on CTE because I'm so worried about that, like, and all the concussion yeah. stuff. 
Um, so yeah, I would love to read anything you have on brain health. If anyone is like listening to this and they're inspired to start a fitness or wellness journey, where do they start? Cause I feel like that's the hardest part. It's like, I want to get in shape. I want it, but like, I don't really know how to go about it. What's the first step? I always tell people to just wake up 10 minutes earlier every day and get outside and walk. That is a trigger to have your day start off the right mindset, the right way. You get the oxygen flow, it helps your metabolism. You breathe, even if it's bad weather outside, then stay inside, do 10 minutes of movement. It could be stretching side to side. It could be getting down the floor and doing, you know, maybe a couple uh, Bethany push-ups and sit-ups, you know, really, truly 10 minutes of movement. I, I believe in that. I do that. It's I have videos that are just 10 minutes. Some are even five minute wake up workouts, but honestly just start every morning with 10 minutes and then it builds. And then you're like, Oh, I could go for 15 today. I'm feeling pretty good. And honestly, it's the first minute that's hard to get started even for me. So don't worry. You get past that and you'll feel better. And I work out to feel good. And that's, Mm -hmm. Truly why I work out. It's for health, of course, and longevity, but also to feel good. I love it. Thank you so much for doing this. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. You're so cute. (laughs) I'm a mess. No, you're not. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.